It is Sangomota coming through with Now or Never as uh, chosen by our guest in studio this morning, Tulile Kanyile. Uh, she joins me as the co-founder of Ngatuto Edu Propeller, uh, a lady of many accomplishments. And uh, by way of our earlier conversation with our guest, Brian, uh, the epitome of excellence. Perhaps I won't even put black. I'll just be like the epitome of excellence. Um, working within the uh, STEM sector, um, she is in science, technologies, and innovation, um, and then plowing back into her community as well by using her skills um, and her resources, both capital as well as human, to ensure advancement and development of youth within, uh, you know, previously disadvantaged communities in South Africa. Good morning to you, madam. Hi, Bridget. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I must be honest. I'm a bit nervous, but I'm I'm doing great. Why? You, you. Like why? I don't know. Uh, interviews make me nervous. Oh wow! You, I mean, you would never <laughs> tell from from the voice. I think when you work with voices and and you sort of in tune with you know how people sound, you sound very calm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> Oh, come on. I always say to guests that I always feel that I'm at a disadvantage in any conversation. And I've said this throughout all my years of radio. I'm like, I'm always the one at a disadvantage if it eases you at all. Um, Because at any given time, on any given show, you know, I go across various spectrums and I'm supposed to sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you do sound like you know what you're talking about. You we know, believe it. You believe it. Um, but you are in an interesting... Okay, before we even get to that, why Sankomota now and ever? And you were jamming along to the song. <laughs> I, You know, I, I love the song. I think for me, it's just always a constant reminder of how relevant... It's actually surprising how relevant the song is today mm. um, versus when the song was actually... Uh, first produced and so on um but it's just for me it's it's encouraging it it it, it encourages me and it says yes like continue doing what you're doing mm. um and it's a reminder i think for for all of us as africans to to not take a back seat way for anything and not take yeah. anything lightly and you know have fun and and so on but but also don't just you know don't don't be idle don't yeah. go with the flow like you know hard work pays a yeah. friend just whatsapp now to say hard work pays that's how you started the show yeah you know yeah lovely and does it have any kind of um em- emotive significance by way of was it a jam that uh, used to also be played maybe in the household i'm always intrigued when i mean Tulile, okay i'm judging a horse by its cover now right um because she Tulile looks like she literally matriculated yesterday <laughs> <laughs> I'm always intrigued when 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 I have younger guests and inter- you interact with with younger guests and you know you, you're pulling out from the archives of Sankomota because that is not in your generational wheelhouse. I think I'm a bit of an old soul sometimes when it comes to music. The things uh-huh. I listen to, I'm giving myself away here. Everyone who <laughs> thought I was cool is like, what is she playing? <laughs> but um, funny enough, because I grew up in KZN, my parents didn't actually play the song a lot mm. because I don't think it's a it's the kind of song that we'd play in Durban, you know. Mm. Um, but I've been in 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 Gauteng for so long, and I've heard the song uh, so frequently, and I've just always identified with the song, uh-huh. you know. And I just the first time I heard it, I think was at a wedding in Limpopo or in the northwest, and I was just like, "What a jam! What an amazing message!" And it's it's just one of those songs that make me feel 
happy and mm. inspired, you know. Okay. So no, not from from, from home at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, it is our guest joining me uh, for the next hour, uh, Tulila Kanyele. You know, in all the times that I've done Jet Set Breakfast, which has been quite a few times now, um, <laughs> looking at Dosh, throw some shade. Um, I don't think I've had your guests in studio. So like, you know, this is the first time we've had a guest presenter in studio because it was the height of COVID when when uh, i'd come visit you guys so yeah so this should be a, a lovely one tilila kanyule is the co-founder of uh, gantuto uh, edu uh, propeller what do you guys do go gantuto you've been around for a couple of years now yeah yeah you know you know um it, it's almost six years now in january and you always think about um where something started and why it started and where it is now and and what it now means right um, and I think initially, Tandega uh, Mtlanga, who we co-founded the organization uh, with, we were researchers out of the CSIR. We had just completed our master's degrees and we wanted to do different things. But the there was a, a, a synergy in the things that we wanted to do. And for different reasons, both of them lended themselves to normalizing science and technology within community. Um, and so we took from what we knew and we said, well, we, we know research skills mm. well, so we're going to go out into community and teach them research skills. But more than anything, we found um, as a problem for ourselves as researchers uh, who were young at, the, uh, young at the time or younger at the time, we just felt like a lot of the research that we're doing uh, at the time was not necessarily something that we thought we'd see penetrate society or mm. actually help the people for whom the research is intended for so we started to say well what 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 why is it that the research that we produce is so far removed from the people you know and it never gets there no one asks you when you're doing a phd um or a masters no one asks you how much is this actually going to cost to make are people mm. actually going to be receptive to the solution you know we don't have a um an impact driven um, element to 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 hardcore research right so we went into community and we taught high school kids research methods mm. and then these kids came up with amazing ideas then we said oh my word these ideas are amazing so what are we going to do what's what are we going to do that's different to all of the other organizations that do similar work or do expos what's going to be different for us besides the fact that we service exclusively mm. um, black communities and we said well we love business and we understand the concept of business as a function of um, growing the economy and growing society and also contributing to township and rural economies. So we said, well, over and above the projects that these kids have to come up with, then we have to challenge them to say, well, what is the business case behind this? So mm. then we have like boot camps and competitions and it's a year long program and our learners are able to come in uh, again and again and again. Um, and, and now we have an alumni program because some of our learners are fourth year or they're working wow. at universities and they've got their own businesses now. And now we're starting to say, okay, fine, now that they're actually at an age where we can start businesses with them, where the legalities are not going to be too overwhelming for us, mm. now we can start businesses and now we can actually do prototyping and actually put product out and start tech companies with wow. these young people that we've been with for the past five, six years. Wow, that's, I mean, that's interesting. And also just the long-term commitment, you know, between yourself and, and your partner and the organization that, that, that you ladies have founded. Because a lot of people want to get in, get out. A lot of mm. people want to do, you know, short-term little solutions or just a little cheat sheet and then be like, okay, 
go go flourish and do it on your own. But it, it sounds to me that you ladies are really in there for the long haul. And when you look at development and sustainability, that's exactly what it encompasses, right? Mm-hmm. Being in there for the long haul. Mm. I mean, so so we almost um, and and it's a, and it's a, it's difficult. It's a difficult route to take mm. because. Um, a lot of stakeholders, a lot of people who are in the space do want something they're going to see now. Mm. They're just like, oh, let's do a computer training thing for the weekend. And then, you know, that's great. And we, and, and we, and we think that's awesome. I think people should be doing that. And I think all of the things that people are doing are important. But for us, we're saying over and above that, we think maybe we should find a way to get you to keep the laptop so that you can continue practicing, so you can use it at university. So our program, uh, because it's it because of the longevity of it, and and like you you know you you so well put it, it's we're going in in the long haul. It's an expensive program, mm. but we we give we give reason for it, and we say if we want to see sustainable change, we have to be there in a sustainable manner mm. in the lives of the people we're trying to change or trying to impact. Because these one stints, these mm. you know, these little bursts of interaction, don't often uh, translate very well in a society where technology is moving so quickly. Mm. You know, mm. it's like you learned that programming language. Now there's a different one. Now yeah. you, you learned about that technology. Now that technology is migrated into something else. But if we're there and we're there sustainably and we're able to to say to people or to say to especially the, 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 the our beneficiaries, what's important is over and above the technology and the 4IR and the yeah. excitement around it. What's more important is have can you identify a problem? Who has the problem? How do you solve the problem? How many people need it? How how much does it require for you to build that problem? And are people going to actually want it? Do you mm. want to go out and ask them if they would buy this thing? So it's really a thought process that we're trying to uh, inculcate amongst these learners and, and, and to get them to perhaps think a little bit more uh, differently. So for us... And when we speak to Tammy, so for us, coding is a function of computational thinking, and it's not necessarily a function of making things move. Mm. It's how do I, how do I, I get something to happen? What is the process? What questions should I ask? And for us, because we're there so for so long with the learners, we're able to actually build that in them and and see them develop into thinkers. Mm, you know, mm. yeah. I love everything I'm hearing right here. Our guest, uh, Tilly is joining me on the line. Uh, well, she's here. I'm so used to saying on the line. Jeez. <laughs> uh, she's here. She's physically breathing right here, less than a meter away from me. Uh, we're going to take a quick jet set uh, um, a breather, uh, get ourselves a little bit of a music offering. Do we have anything by way of a big, fat, juicy that we, we could uh, segue into and then we come back also give us some time to catch her breath uh, and then we come back and continue this conversation uh, a lot of the times it's a buzzword for ir people speak about it as though it's in the future and i'm like no but we've been mm. living in this you know um and then the conversation becomes around how do we get you know i i guess w- the guys that would be part of your program, uh, you know, youth, how do we get them invested and involved and, and thinking about solution-based programs? Because people will say there's no interest. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Is there no interest? Or mm. you are just not making it interesting enough, mm. um, you know, and finding ways to communicate that resonate uh, with South African youth. you got to meet people where they are uh, sometimes, mm. you know. We're going to take that angle and then also hopefully 
Your first guest is here and you can introduce us to oh, awesome. uh, your first guest as the conversation continues. It is Just Say Breakfast on SAFM. This is Bridget Masinga on SAFM. The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. Yo, we're talking about lights and you did, you did warn me. Uh, my tech did say stand by and then uh, we're busy taking uh, Instagram pictures and videos. You know, we live in this world, guys, and it's incorporated. <laughs> as much as you are an academic and a scientist and everything else, uh, you must still. So this is your second song. I, I, yes. I've never heard this one before, but it's got a nice groove. Yes, it's such a cool song. Mm. I mean, I, well, the artist is like absolutely awesome. Who's the artist? Cat uh, Burns. Okay. okay. Um, and the song is free. And she's just talking about it's such an amazing feeling, you mm. know. And I think I identified with it for so long because I'm identified with it so much because for a long time we think we're doing the right thing and we concentrate so much on doing the right thing and we actually forget who we are mm. and we lose our voice in the process and, and, and so on. And, you know, when we speak about black excellence and the humility that's expected, you mm. can't, you know, and that stifles you and it sort of like puts you in a little box. But once you start to realize that, you know what, Actually, I can I can actually say what I want. As yeah. long as I'm not offending anyone, I can say I'm, I'm actually free. And it's a beautiful feeling yeah. to, to be free and to be here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love the song. It's a very positive song. I love it. You know, you um, I've not seen you in action with, with any of the kids that are beneficiary <laughs> of your program. Um, but I can already tell that your energy is very in tuned with kids. I, I feel like sometimes when people work with with children, you know, there can be a disconnect, um, yeah. you know, because you, you, you almost, and I was saying earlier, you almost need to meet them where they are, you know, um, and there's just something about your energy and you can hear it even in the voice. And I'm pretty sure those listening <laughs> as well are like, okay, 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 I, I, I can get with her. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something there. It's, I don't know, like, how do kids respond to you as, and when you're a scientist also, <laughs> Can be a bit of a bore, you know. People like uh, oh, roll my eyes, another academic. Um, but I don't, I don't think you, you, you are that. I think you're on the opposite end of that spectrum. You, and you know, I, I now I like to say I have because um, initially you like there's this humongous creative side that I've got mm-hmm. and this childlike playful if if the kids are dancing i'm a piano i'm there <laughs> you know so they do they do relate to me quite well i believe and 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 Tandega as well i mean we jam with them and we dance with them and if we're having some kind of a social thing we're yeah. with them in the social thing and we really do want them to be uh to feel their best selves mm. because i think that's that's the position from which they're able to create and i think it, it's it's interesting that you're talking about that because Kanye helps us a lot with that as well. Um, so, so, so there's that aspect, but also the the hard science. People expect you to be a particular way, and I've always tried to sort of say, how do I explain this? And I always felt like I needed to explain to people that I'm a hard scientist, but I'm also an extreme creative and childlike person. And mm. and recently, it it came to me by way of a medium, funny enough. And she just said, well you have artistic expressions of science. And I was like, oh my word, that's it. That's exactly how I'm going to describe myself now. I you like know? it. <laughs> artistic expressions of science. Makes all the sense. So we've got our second guest in studio. Um, do you want to do the honors of introducing her? Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm going to let Kanye introduce herself, but I, I, I want to explain why 
Kanye is such an important element of the work that we do. Mm. Um, when we first started working with these kids, we then realized that the homes they were coming from and the environments they were coming from was such that they needed some personal development and personal growth that myself and Utandega are not equipped for. Mm. So we needed to come up, try find a way or someone or introduce something that's going to really just uh, balance this out and try and assist these learners to build who they are um but uh and 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 became a part of that but we she became a part of that because we have such a big professionals community that supports our learners as mentors as facilitators and etc etc and then they've got companies they're established people and then we sort of like just form partnerships with them um, and we form relationships with them as other businesses and they become our suppliers and ukanyi is, is representing that uh, in a need that we saw amongst our, our learners. So I'm going to let Kanye introduce herself. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Bridget. <laughs> morning, Tulile. It's so good to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. Okay, I guess the stage is yours. Like, let's get an understanding of who Kanye is. Well, um, I am a management consultant mm-hmm. uh, at a global consulting firm. I also run a business called Ladybug Consulting and Projects. Uh, I'm a leadership coach. I'm also a career coach. And I spent a lot of time uh, with the Ngatuto family. They are my family. They're my village. Uh, I think five years now and going, right? I think right at the beginning. And part of the reason I feel so strongly about this work is not everyone has had the journey that I have had. Mm. So this is a privilege but an honor for the pain that I've experienced to convert that into wisdom for young people as they walk their own journeys, right? Uh, and I think sometimes you, the sister you never had, mm. um, the, the, the elderly, but somebody you can relate to, person you've never had that can join you um, and also guide you and help you with some of their pains um, to convert that into something that's meaningful and you don't have to go through the same pains. Um, mm. But as we walk the path, we saw that um, you know, I, I'm part of the boot camp, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the business boot camp. So we'd we'd spend some time looking at um, how we help the kids with their amazing ideas and convert them into business ideas. So we spend time, you know, looking at the business model canvas, or helping with financials, with marketing, um, and so forth. So as we walk that journey, I recognize, and I think um, in partnership um, with the with the founders, that there's more we can do here. These kids mm-hmm. have a backstory. There's more to them than I think, you know, how they package um, their business ideas or their scientific ideas, but more the individual behind that. And how do we empower them? How do we guide them? How do we help them know themselves better mm. so they can create um, and and have goals beyond that, right? Uh, manage themselves, manage those around them, and therefore into the future um, businesses, entities, and so forth. Mm. Which is important work because a lot of times people, they forget that that psychological development um, and and in order for you to be a success at anything, Mm -hmm. the best entrepreneurs are tapping into that emotive self. Well, I mean, you guys, what do they call it? Emotive skills are now Mm. like the invaluable skills, right? Mm. Even more so than academia or anything else. And and I think that comes across uh, in your world more frequently than, than mine. 
Absolutely. And, and, and Bridget, the beautiful thing about this is in my leadership and career coaching journey, I found there are a lot of adults who don't even know the reason for being. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, we need to start there. We build a foundation for them and help them. I think once they better know themselves, um, they're able to see a world that is the possibilities mm. and how do we help them craft that um, and that emotional um, intelligence um, or that psyche that they need in this world. It's a tough world, mm. but also you come with so much baggage and how do we walk that journey together um, to help you unpack the things that don't help you, but also have this clear purpose about why you're here and how you're going to achieve that. And I'm a big believer in the village. Mm. The village around <laughs> you is here. It's here, right? It takes a child to, sorry, it takes a village to bring up a child. So you absolutely need that village and I'm a part of that village and so is Tulile and so is the network of professionals on the Nkachito family. Wowza. The importance for you, uh, Tulile, and your team to bring in someone like Kanye into the fold? Um, you know, and even beyond, um, uh, I think maybe beyond even just the beneficiaries, even yeah. our team has had a session, our working team, and mm. Tatuto team has had a session with Ukanyi before, and I think we're going to have more and more of these sessions. And for us, I think it's relevant because, um, again, we, we walk around thinking that the route to success is getting distinctions. Mm. You know, and for Tandega and myself, we really have worked really hard in academia. And you wake up one day and you think there must be more to this. There must be something else that propels me. What is it that differentiates me from the people who are from where I'm from or the mm. people I went to school with? What? Why is it that I get all of these opportunities? Is because I'm anointed? Of course I am, but is it, is, it, is, it, is it because there's something really particularly special? But maybe sometimes it's just an internal compass that you have, that you're in tune with. And I think Okanyi helps our kids understand that they need to find their internal compass. And we always want to look at the external for validation and for purpose and, and, and all of those things. And when you do come from a marginalized community, you do really do rely on someone else to tell you what you need to do. Because mm. you're not often asked what you think about things because or what you want. or So when we have these spaces where we're saying, be excellent as a young person and come up with these nice ideas, but we're not forgetting that you're a person. The person that you are is important, you know. And for Tandega and myself, I think it's that's important because... Oftentimes, the education system, the formal education system, all the way from early childhood development, all the way up to doctoral level, Mm. almost forgets the person. Mm. There's no focus on the person. And then we want to say that, oh, no, we're building society. There's no way. You need to build the person to build society. Mm. That's the composition of society. It's the people. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Tuli just said something right there. It's like the hairs on my back. (laughs) Being asked what you think. There's so much to that because that that says you are seen, you are valued, you matter, your opinion matters. You you know, Mm -hmm. that thing that teachers used to say when I was in school to say, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Exactly. Mm. You you know, and oftentimes you're not given the space to just validate your own opinion and your own thoughts. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Do you know what I love about kids being seen is because we always make the assumption that there is no thought process that they are not feeling that and it doesn't matter you're a child just know you're placed the reality is and especially for a lot of kids from underprivileged communities 
they don't get the opportunity to dream. Dream so big and test and trial and fail. And, you know, it's part of the baking process, right? It makes them better. Mm -hmm. But if they're not allowed to question, how are they going to learn mm -hmm. what the thinking process looks like? What making a mistake means? And how do you recover from that? How do you dust yourself off? So creating a safe space for them to be able, I mean, we had an alumni event. Conference, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a conference a couple of weeks ago. And, and I was just there talking about adulting. You know, we thought it would be a, quite a straightforward conversation. <laughs> 15 minutes tops. So, you know, we'll just plant the, the, the idea and the thoughts um, uh, with them. It ended up being a 45-minute conversation because there's so many thoughts that are unheard. Mm -hmm. There's so many questions that they have and haven't had the opportunity to ask because as Tulila was talking about, we tend to engage with the, the stuff on the surface, what we see what mm. we experience we're not necessarily thinking about what else is going on for them i mean the things that came up had my mm. goose flesh yeah going. we were crying yeah, mm. at that conference yeah um so so definitely you're absolutely right they do need to be heard but i think the the room to to dream is probably for me the biggest reason i do this work Oh, guys, listen, inspiring morning it is. Uh, just looking at the time, we're going to take a quick spot break and then we'll come back so we don't interrupt our conversation. And uh, we're going to be joined by the third guest that uh, Tuli is bringing into the conversation. I actually think because she's doing so well at, you know, this this public speaking to millions of, of South Africans right now. I feel like I'm going to take a bit of a step back when we come back from uh, the break. And I'm just going to let you engage organically with your guest on whatever you might want to bring to our attention this morning, be it around the work that you do, be it around, you know, things we should be considering, whatever it is. Don't mind us. We're just going to be eavesdropping <laughs> on, wow. on your conversation. It is the Jet Set Breakfast right here on SAFM. It is Jet Set uh, Breakfast right here with myself, Bridget Masinga, on SAFM. The conversation continues. Uh, by the way, our lines of communication are open if you want to contribute or partake. Um, and if you're on social media, you can just use the hashtag uh, Jet Set Breakfast. Uh, our guest presenter this morning in the final hour of the show is the dynamic Tulile Kanile, co-founder of Ngatuto Eji Propeller. Uh, joining us also in studio is Kanyin Luli, who is uh, one of of her partners in this journey, uh, bringing together her expertise in the world of uh, thought leadership as well as life coaching, just to give an already an incredible program a um, well-rounded um, foundation. Joining us on the line now is another friend, um, and I'm sure also somehow involved in uh, Katuto, yes. but I'll, I'll let you do, do the honors once again. <laughs> okay, awesome. So uh, on the line, we've got Tammy Stain. Uh, Tammy Unjani. Hello. Hello. Hi, how Hello. are you? I'm good. Good morning to you and everyone in the studio and the listeners. Oh, fantastic. So, um, oh, Tammy, I've known for a very long time. I think I must have been 18, 19 when we met um, at university and he, he, he was a nerd then and he's a nerd now. Um, <laughs> um, and such a big believer in, in, in the work that we do at Ngatuto Edge Propeller and just perhaps, um, Tammy, maybe let me give you a, an opportunity just to say a little bit about who you are and what you do, what your background is. Oh, okay. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, so, I mean, trained electronic engineer from the University of Pretoria, as we just mentioned. 
Um, I started my career at Dinel Dynamics as a firmware and hardware engineer working on um, missile systems. And then I moved on to CAA, uh, the South African Civil Aviation Authority as a certification engineer. And then I moved to the CSIR as a senior signal analyst as well as a system engineer. Unfortunately, I can't divulge much more what I did at CSIR because it was a DOD work. And then I moved to the private sector at APSA. DOD, tell me, is, is what? Uh, Department oh, of Defense? De- de- yes, de- okay. Department of Defense. Okay. Um, and then I moved on to um, the, the private sector, APSA, as a senior, as senior um, data uh, engineer. Um, and then I fortunately got promoted to be a lead solution architect. Sure, so I was looking at architecting solutions as well as advising the business unit uh, on the strategy as well as um, the data um, usage because, as you know, the, what is the buzzword is that data is a new oil. So I was part of that team. And then I got um, approached by people at Trafigura to be their global uh, data engineering manager, so managing teams across um, the world, essentially. And yeah. Canada. You're accomplished, uh, my friend. You're accomplished, my friend. So, so I was saying that, as you can hear from like his introduction, you can hear Uti. Utami is very hardwired in the technology, but also now the people, but also the solution, but also the business aspect of the of the technical solution. And and what we do at at Ngatuto is build solutions, and we're very focused as well in in our understanding of these kids are coming up with ideas that are already holography this and you know or there already are technology solutions so then we brought in utami first to teach them how to use the computers they win because they win laptops Mm -hmm. uh, because if we want them to do the things we want them to do we need to equip them adequately yeah um so utami then teaches them that but now where tami is part of our prototyping team and i want tami perhaps you can just give us some kind of an idea as a person who works in the space of developing technologies. What kind of ideas do the kids at Ngatuto come up with? Because when I say it, maybe people are just like, ah, it's just biased, look. <laughs> you know, so I want you to say, I mean, you've been with us also like Kanye since the beginning. So perhaps you can share with us some of the things, some of the ideas that have stood out for you and how you think they can be situated within society and how we can get them there. Um, so the kids come up with very amazing uh, ideas. Some of the ideas, I mean, um, during the workshops, uh, what is the workshops? The some of the guys that I invite who are also engineers are just blown away by the the ideas that we we overlook. Um, maybe because we have moved away from um, the the townships and stuff like that. But I'll just make an example of one um, um, project. Uh, it was um, I forgot the name of the uh, the, the learner. You will help me, Julie, where she uh, was proposed an idea and also sort of give gave the first rough specs of how the the dustbin will work. So it's an intelligent dustbin, which is an it's an IoT solution basically. Where the Internet of Things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's a nerd. I have to translate. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's why that's why I need you always in my uh, <laughs> so um it's a it's a it's an internet of uh, uh, internet of uh, IOT sorry I'm just going to use uh, abbreviations and truly you will help me just to not waste time um so how that how that helps is that um the the the, the logistics um guys at the municipality will know when the trucks will come out, how much the trucks, uh, that the, the, the trucks will be carrying, and where should it. So it's an efficient logistics solution for, for the municipality. Yeah. And, how, and how the kid had phrased it was as simple as that, I want a person to tell me that it's full now. Mm. And through the workshopping that Tuli uh, and Tandega um, uh, hosts for the kids, we expanded the idea. Mm-hmm. And should I continue about the tier uh, submission? Team? Look, I mean, you know what I, 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 I you, you, I, I want us to to speak about is that um, the the idea that Prudence came up with is, is such a fantastic idea. I mean, she wants to sort material waste mm. according mm. to their properties and then you know uh, some of it the but the, the biodegradable ones would sediment to the bottom and then they'd form part of manure and it's just this thing that she came up with and she was in grade nine at the time she's wow. first year at university now um but we we, we then wanted to engage um and, and test the markets to see whether or not there'd, there'd be appetites to fund these ideas. Mm. And we went to the Technology Innovation Agency. And when we apply at the Innovation Agency, we we, we sort of say, Tandega and myself sort of say, what does an idea need to win? Mm. It needs the innovator, but it needs the innovator to be, it needs the innovator, the idea generator. And then we need to make sure that this person is of sound mind, so then can you? But then you understand that this person doesn't have the technical expertise to develop this thing that they're saying. Tandega mm. and myself, for this specific one, that's the bin, mm. we don't know what must happen. Yes, I'm doing my PhD, Tandega has a master's in yeah. physics and so on. We don't know how this bin is going to work. Then you say, what kind of technical expertise does this idea need to thrive mm. so then you bring in a time mm. and then together you're able to go to and post a potential investor and say this is the kind of thing that we've got and this is how much money we need to build it etc uh, etc et and of course there are legalities again like i said earlier with working with young people um but 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 Tammy, I, I want us to talk a little bit because I imagine there's a lot of talk around um, technology being the driver and how people must innovate around um, around building solutions and putting them into the market. And I, I want to talk to you about what is the design, the holistic design process to putting something into the markets? Because I think this is something that is really underestimated by especially the people that design these accelerators and these programs that want to fund these things, you know, the holistic thinking around what does it actually take to put a design into market? Mm. Uh, Tammy, if you can just walk us, walk us through that so that uh, perhaps even a person that's not interested in the space sort of like gets an idea of the intricacies that are involved in, in starting from an idea and going all the way to market. Okay. Um, so I'll just... Uh Generally, uh, what is layout, what it is, and I hope some of the tier uh, engineers are listening, or they can call in and just uh, maybe brief up my uh, my outline. So it, it starts like this: you generate your idea. Um, if you think that your idea is really innovative, 
you go to uh, for the innovative uh, what is innovation hubs. I think that's why the innovation hub is there. You present your idea, and they have experts there who will. Hello. Go ahead. Uh, who will um, advise and probably beef up your idea, uh, as well as you can go to people like uh, Tia, who will also put in uh, resources to assist you, as we were assisted during uh, the process of the 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 building, as well as the holographic uh, teacher uh, assistant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. and then, it needs support. We need mm-hmm. uh, what is we need government agencies to and government as a, as a whole to put money in these ideas. Whether they fail, whether they succeed, put money in them. Not only is the idea the main focus, but also the processes mm-hmm. that build up to the idea are also beneficial to the economy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you 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 you're touching on. Um support and i was saying earlier as well that support is very difficult because when we're we're saying that and i think i'm going to bring kanye in here as well to say when we when we say we're trying to build systems you know i'm I'm so big now on parallel systems and i think it's so important that we experiment with the ways in which we can do things if we're Mm -hmm. saying that the education system needs refinement and it needs this we need someone to be out there doing what they think the education system should look like and they must build up the data so that they can say in five years six years well if you package the education system like this or deliver education like this this is actually how it would work so i'm i'm very big on parallel systems now and i think propeller for me is a parallel system for how our education system should approach grooming young people Mm. for society and what they need to focus on. I mean, I was saying the other day that we've been building, uh, we've been putting together a coding curriculum for so long in this country and now people don't need to learn how to code anymore because you can just like, bring a software then you can tell it what app you want and it will make the app for you. So we're still teaching people building curricula that are going to do something else but that is today's time we don't need anymore. Mm. So we need to build parallel systems and I want to talk about um, just with Ukanya I want to find out what do you think our parallel system should look like? And then, Tammy, I'm going to ask you the same thing as well. What do you think our parallel system should look like? Because I can see we're running out of time as well. Um, especially for, for, for education, for innovation, for entrepreneurship, and just for young people driving the economy and moving it forward. Mm. So I'm going to come at this from two perspectives. I think the first one is as a, as a, as a coach, right? In essence... When and I, I'll take myself to school. Yes, I am that old that we went standards. I think yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was um, in in the formative years, um, trying to figure out what it is I'm good at, what do I what do I want to do with my life, I wasn't necessarily sure. I went and studied genetics. So I'm a scientist myself, right? I studied genetics because of the way I look, and I looked fundamentally different to the rest of my family. So I needed to understand why that is, and then I did, and then. Like I had to finish the degree because my parents weren't giving me an option. Mm. Um, And then I pursued my dream, which was after I finished um, the initial um, degree. And I think there were, in essence, career coaches or something to that effect where they were trying to unpack what it is you're good at, um, what do you you need to be focusing on, etc. I don't think we spent enough time Mm -hmm. helping the kids figure out what they are good at. Mm -hmm. The natural ability 
and an affinity towards something, but more importantly, how do you convert that into something that's viable for you, for your family, for your community, which is the important work mm. I think Ngatuto does. Mm -hmm. So let's think about how we create a system that enables kids at a very young age to be self-aware, be prepared for the world of work that they're going into, and how to thrive in it. Mm -hmm. That's the first one. I think um, as, as a management consultant, I think there are principles around how, how to lead. And I think, uh, and I'm not allowed to, to market certain businesses, right? I think there's a, there's a schooling, um, uh, there's a school actually, I think they're called Nova Pioneer. I think mm -hmm. they, they yes. teach leadership right, mm -hmm. at a very young age. And I think there's, there's an important role that is in society around how we prepare our kids mm -hmm. um, for the world at large and how they then show up, where they're strong, where mm -hmm. they need support, how to leverage their village and so forth. Um, I like that. I like that. that. I like that, Kanye. And, and uh, just perhaps to support even the skills aspects is that um, when our learners participate in the program, uh, we don't choose them according to grades or whatever. Mm. You just, if you like us, you come and you're part of the program. You know, that's how we work. <laughs> <laughs> and what we find when we put them into groups is that there are young people who are brilliant. Then there are young people who come up with ideas. And usually the people who come up with ideas are the ones that can't speak about them. Mm. Ah. So the, the, the balance of skills, and it's only until they have to work in these group settings that they find out that, oh my word, I'm a better speaker, you know. Um, I'm out of, I'm out no, of time. Continue, continue but, your thoughts. Um, finish your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, and I wanted to go back to Tammy, but it doesn't look like we'll be able to. But the the um, the important thing is, we need to build parallel systems. We need to support parallel systems. Um, the young people, the youth, is not the future. It is the now. Mm -hmm. It is the now, and they have solutions now. And as Ngatuto Edu Propeller, what we're saying is we know they have solutions and we know how to build a system that's supportive of those. It is possible. It is doable. We need to invest more money into it. Yes, all of the incubators are there. Um, all of the funding is there for uh, all of these different programs. But there's a pre incubation that needs to take place before we get to the big seed funder mm. to prepare people for being able to like to prepare prudence who comes up with the bin for how is it you're going to articulate this in the application form what mm. kind of a scientist do you need because without that those are the kids and those are the ideas that fall in the cracks because they don't meet the criteria because yeah. there's no prep prior to that and there's no staying power there's no resilience because there isn't a Kanye yeah. and there's no technical specification because there isn't a Tami and there's no business idea because there isn't a Tandega and there isn't a Tuli so that's the system we need to build on that note, and as we wrap it up, ladies, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us uh, via the phone. Uh, definitely a fruitful conversation with the three of you guys. And I think on that note, for me, the takeaway that uh, you guys just uh, touched on uh, a moment ago, and I think it was Tammy actually in his last thought, was that the process is part of it. Whether you succeed or fail, even in the failure, mm -hmm. there's learnings, especially mm -hmm. for what you guys are doing, uh, being innovators and trying to bring about solutions-based programs and development. Part of the failing is actually getting to the answers. Exactly. So it's not a full fail. Mm. Um, you know, it's just part of the learning process. Ladies, I appreciate y'all for coming through. I appreciate <laughs> the work that you guys do with Gatuto. Uh, I'm sure you're going to continue to expand and grow even further. I see Humutsu is already in the building, uh, ready to uh, stand. Well, take you through from 10 o'clock all the way through until 1. From myself and uh, my uh, producing team, as always, it's been an honor 
and a privilege. I'll see you Friday night on The Art of Everything. Otherwise, let's convene again on social media at Bridget Masinga. The news are coming up at 10.